What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Good day, my friends. What's happening? You're listening to Bolt Brady and his bro. We're back in the house. Took a little break, but we are ready to chit. Some U.S. Open golf and NBA playoffs. Let's say what's up to Bolt. What's happening? Where should we start here? Um, let's chat some golf since it's it's coming up upon us here quickly. I mean, so is the hoops, but the U.S. Open mm-hmm. for the ballers only. I mean, you got to be the ball striker. Back to San Diego, right? So the first question is Big Phil Mickelson. Since it's his hometown. Mm, I, I love Big Philly. I mean, what are the chances? Holy cow. The chances are real slim. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'll be pulling for him more than anyone, but, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you how slim they are. All right? Let me let me throw some stats at you. I know Big Phil just won the PGA, and that you know was headline news, and congrats, Phil. But that was Phil's third win in 173 starts. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to one of the toughest course setups of all time. Minus the Champions Tour, though. He he, came, <laughs> he took out his first two dubs there on the Champions Tour. Did he? Yeah, his first two starts. Well, I mean, you, you would think he would. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going against, like, Fuzzy Zoller. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, let, let's talk. Let's talk Tory Pines, okay? Because you know people might get the thought that, well, hey, Phil grew up there. He's you know he's going to ball there. True, Phil has played it many times, and overall his record there sounds pretty good. He's got like ten top tens. Mm-hmm. The last one being over ten years ago. Yeah, and the uh, total course redesign. You know, Reese Jones. So it's it's plays way different than he used to. And how long has it been since Phil's won at Tory? 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's Phil been doing in the majors? Well, obviously he won. That was his first top 10 in the last five years. Yeah, and just Kiwa Island, totally off the radar, you know, comes in. No one's really chitting about him contending. Right. And there he is on the weekend. Right. So, anyway, my point is, Phil, we like you as an individual. You seem like a cool guy. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be real tough. So, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple local guys. There's Xander and, and your boy Charlie Hoffman. Oh, yeah. Of course. Hey, thanks for bringing up Chuck. And I'll be rolling with Chuck. Yeah, I think uh, Charlie Hoffman and Kevin Nahr are probably the two guys you pull for the most. <laughs> they are. It's golf tournament. Except the problem is Kevin doesn't hit it far enough uh, for this layout. Yeah, this thing's going to have a little teeth to it. Well, so here's the thing. Here's the past winners. You ready? You tell me what they all have in common. Bryson, Gary Woodland, Brooks, Brooks, DJ. And then it was Jordo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those guys are all bombers. Yeah, lately for sure. And the, and the point being is, hey, most people are kind of going to be in the rough. Would you rather be in the rough with the, the P-Wedge 9 or, you know, the 7 or 6 iron? Yeah, the rough. You know, and then the farmers comes here every year too. You know, about early February, late January, and mm-hmm. but still, totally different weather, totally different layout in terms of how they're going to have it play. You know, it's going to be thicker and faster. So they're saying on some approach shots, sometimes you can kind of short side yourself and flop in, get it to stay. But you know, with these speedy greens. You're on the wrong side that those same little flops aren't going to work well and it's also you know when they do the farmers it's both courses 
And this one is just the South, which is the much harder course. Yeah. Yep. So I do like Charlie because let me throw a little stat out here with Charlie. You know, one of the things that you want to look at with golf is strokes gained um, on your approach shot, which basically means strong iron play. Mm -hmm. And in the last uh, two years, Charlie ranks number four in strokes gained approach. So, um, and to give you some other names on the list, Stuart Sink's actually number three. I mean, this is over two years. Then you got JT Jordos at seven, your boy Wills at eight, Mm -hmm. and Daniel Berger and Corey Connors. Yep. So those are good names to keep an eye on for because you have to have the strong iron play. Yeah, I was kind of looking down, down further down the list for some, for some sleepers and, Mm -hmm. uh, Sink, I mean, I, I'm not going with him as a sleeper, but he did kind of stand out for a second because he started his year off so well. But the U.S. Open's harder. So who are you thinking as a sleeper? I, no, I haven't told you my sleeper. Oh. <laughs> I got you. Well, I'll come out with I, – I, I don't want to really consider him a sleeper because he's won the U.S. Open in the past, but he's like world ranking. I think he's like in the 40s somewhere. But someone that I will uh, – be keeping on my list is Justin Rose because here's a cool stat for you. So strokes gained putting, mm-hmm. but not only strokes gained putting, strokes gained on POA, which you know that surface, putting surface is much different, but they have POA on the East Coast as well, and it is different. So this is strokes gained putting on the West Coast POA. Justin Rose, number two. And at the PGA Champ, he placed number eight. And at Charles Schwab, he placed 20th. So this guy's been kind of balling. I like Jay Rose. Okay, yeah. I had him actually down there. So as someone who might not be on the full radar of the top ten guys. Um, yeah, he's played well at the Farmers, which, like we said, doesn't totally translate. But he, he plays well on the West Coast. And he's obviously won the U.S. Open before. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to know a sleeper, okay? Hit me with it. It's our boy, Ryan Palmer. Mmm! <laughs> now, now listen. Let me. Maybe we should tell people the history between Ryan Palmer and us here in a second. But if I asked you, if I asked, if I asked you what what you think Ryan Palms ranked in the world, what would you say? He's had a good year the last year. I mean, he's he's probably like thirty two. Wow, good call. He's number thirty four. I, I would have said he was above fifty, but he actually hits bombs. I mean, you know, most people probably don't know Ryan Palmer, and the story behind him and the reason why we keep an eye on him is uh, my brother and I and some friends went out um, in the desert, down in Palm Desert. How many years ago is that now? Like three or four? Probably three, yeah. So we were at this place. What's it called? The Nest. The Nest. The Nest After Dark. So, (laughs) So people that are familiar with The Nest should probably get a chuckle out because the demographics are probably the weirdest you've ever seen for a bar. You have like literally like 25 year old, you know, kids there. And then you have like. 70-year-olds. Grandma, like on the dance floor. Because, you know, you're down in Palm Desert, and so, you know, you have that older crowd. So you've got, like, these old-timers that are ready to let it rip with, like, this younger crowd and everyone in between. So anyway, I stepped outside. For some fresh air. That's right. Just fresh air. That's right. Fresh air. (laughs) Can't confirm or deny anything else besides that. And my boy, Rye Palm was out there as well. Mm-hmm. So he's just sitting there by himself. I think he maybe even had a hat on. There's no way anyone knows who this guy is. And so 
I look at him and I go, like, no, no hat. No hat? Yeah. Okay. So then I go, mm, you look familiar. And he's like, really? And I go, yeah. And he kind of smiles a little bit. He's like, yeah, I play on the PGA. And I knew he did already, but I was giving him shit. I'm like, no, you don't. He's like, yeah, no, I really do. And I go, no, you don't. And he's like, he whips out his PGA card. Right. And I just start laughing. I'm like, no, I know. You're Brian Palmer, dude. I, I get it. So anyway. No, I don't think you knew the name off the top of your head. No, I did. Mm. No, I did. But then I tested you out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you came outside after having a few glasses of water. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I said, hey, do you know who this guy is? And you kind of... I was like, man, you, they look so different without hats on. Right. Um, <laughs> like you look familiar. And I was kind of like framing. I'm like, uh, I want to say Brian. He's like, Ryan. I'm like, Ryan Paul. <laughs> I mean, very, very few people would have known that it was Ryan Palmer because he wasn't ranked 34th in the world like three years ago. No, so now he's our boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so, now we pull for him. So we're pulling for Ryan. So anyway, he's kind of my dark horse there. But what are his odds? We'll have to check. But, I mean, they're not as bad as you think, you know. Um, he, I mean, he does hit it deep. Like, he's one of the furthest hitters on tour. Not like top ten or anything. No, but he's in his early forties and he's still putting it out there. Mm-hmm. So, and he's a grinder. I like the grinders. You have to have the grinders in the U.S. Open. Like anyone out there thinking Bubba Watson, scratch him off the list because he's the furthest thing from a grinder. And if things don't go his way, he's just like you know, I'm out of here. That's why I like the Kevin Nas of the world because mm. Kev just keeps grinding mm. even after like a nine on a hole. <laughs> <laughs> that was in like San Antonio five years ago, <laughs> right? Yeah, so I had I had Jay Rose as someone kind of down the list. Um, I did have Hoffman because he's another guy that's played there a boatload. Well, yeah, he's from San Diego, right? But he shows up in some of these sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then another real off the the tracker here is Sung J M. Mm, I think Sung J might be like ranked fiftieth in the world. I noticed. So he's good ball striker. He's my dark horser. So so you like his ball striking? Yeah, I just think you know these guys that can keep her in the fairway and, and hit it up on or around the green, not being the thick stuff. It's always big in these. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You know, because, I mean, you can't go with these top five guys in these things because someone always, Louie snuck in last time, you know, it's, you got to go someone outside the top 20 that's going to make a move. Oh, for sure. Like the, the Corey Connors. Mm-hmm. Well, He's playing well. He just, he choked on a Saturday or Sunday at, at Kiowa just because of the pressure. Mm-hmm. What about your boy, Will? That you liked for the Masters? No, I mean he's now he's kind of everyone's little little favorite topping. You know, mm-hmm. these guys. I think Will's going to do well and have a good career. But when they start talking about you and you get a little more media obligations and all that, it's going to be a little bit different week. Sure. Yep. Good call. Um, Pulls it away from it. And same goes for everyone's favorite this week. You know, big big Rom. Right. I. It's kind of like how the Masters. You have the distraction of the newborn baby, like. I know he's playing well, and he's he's won the Farmers before, but, I mean, come on. Coming off the COVID, he should have gotten a win at, at Jack's Place Memorial, and you think he's going to step in and win it? I mean, he could, but... Well, I, and he doesn't even have a... Oh, he doesn't have a major or anything yet. His odds are, like, they're only, like, 800 or whatever, I think, right? He's, he's the favorite. I mean, I just... Yeah. That's, like, Tiger odds back in the day. Yeah. Like, that's that's, like, that puts it in comparison, like... Tiger was like 700, 800 when he would win. I mean, it's like, come on. 10 to 1 for Big Rom right now. Is it? Mm-hmm. I thought it was 8 to 1. But anyway, 
Um, yeah, I'm not on Rom. It's not happening. Because, again, like, he's obviously very talented, not really a grinder, not really a grinder, and you have to be a grinder in the U.S. Open. Yeah, and I mean, known for running hot. Exactly, which and, you can't do. No, and this is a place that'll get you hot. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what Big DJ does. Yeah, I feel like he's just a little off, too, you, you know, with from where he was. He just, uh, I wouldn't go with him. To, well, win, to win it. Last week he was balling on Friday and Saturday. I'm sorry, on Thursday, Friday. Yeah, home state. I'm sure he knows that chorus. Probably wanted to win for the locals. And then, you know, then the wheels came off a little bit. But then I guess, like, he was still making a move on Sunday where he was only, like, one back on the back nine, and then he got the double on 16, and that's ball game. See you later, Deej. <laughs> so, and then DJ's boy, Big Brooks. Yeah, I like Big Brookser usually. What do you think he's doing this week? I think he'll bring it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that there's a Big Brooks was like, it was kind of like how we won with Jordo at the Masters. Remember Jordo, it was like to place like 13th or better. And we're like, come on. Mm-hmm. Brooks is to place 16th or better. Oh, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, and I'm like, fire it up. Yeah, the USGA didn't go with, you know, people were hoping they'd pair him and Bryson together, Jeez. which sounds good for TV, but they probably don't want to get those guys off their game either if they want them to play their best. Right. They probably want them there for the weekend. <laughs> you think they'd be off their game? I think one of them would be. Pro- probably Bryson more than Brooks. I agree. I think Bryson doesn't have nearly the dome game as Brooks I does. mean, Brooks is ready for the back alley if you are. <laughs> Brooks goes, listen, I almost want to do these tournaments unless they're majors. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I don't know how chummy Brooks is with some of these guys. No. Like, I mean, you saw you saw what happened with, with Phil after the PGA. He wasn't really chummy with him. No, I, mean, I think he's kind of he's cool with a couple of them, um, but I think he's got his lady, and he's like whatever. Well, he's got a small chip on the shoulder. He's like, dude, I had to go to Asia and play before I came here. Yeah. So, so who who do you like? Well, you know, we're doing that one contest where you pick like six guys, mm-hmm. right? And they take the four best scores. I mean, I'm taking my two horses that I'm taking. I'm going with uh, DJ and Brooks. Okay, and then I'm sprinkling in some other guys after that. So I mean, off the radar guys, you know, Matt Fitzpatrick, I like. He's actually their their strokes gained off um, off the tee. He's actually number three these last two years. Mm-hmm. So I like him, and then I like Jay Rose, like I was talking about, and uh, maybe a little Adam Scott actually too, because he's not the type of guy that's like going to get in a birdie fest with anyone, but he still grinds. Yeah, he's he's just been. He could be one of those dudes that shows up one week. He's just been well. So here, peace here's, out. Here's what I have to mention: is you know the weak part of his game is actually putting, right? But he actually ranks number seven putting on Poe on the West Coast over the last two years. So you know, and it's not like you need to fire like fifteen under or whatever to you do win the U.S. Open. No, I think he, he's won at Revere and some of these West Coast places. Mm-hmm. He, he plays well out here. And then keep your eyes on Rypal. Yeah. Okay. I like Brooks. I have Brooks written down as one of my kind of top three. All right. Then Big Patrick Reed. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's won the Farmers recently. And he's a grinder. Yep. Another guy who's not really homeless with a lot of guys out here, but he'll he'll get her done. All right. I don't I'm not, I don't even really like him that much, but in terms of this weekend. Okay. And then the other guy we, we were texting about who we love, but he kinda of tweaked his ankle is Jordo. Right. Um 
but I kept walk, watching like some practice shots and hearing him talk. I, I, I'm putting him back on there. Okay. He's on your list? Yeah, he said he was talking to Greller, his caddy, and he's just like, you know, when we were at the Farmers, I, there were shots I was over and just like, oh, man, this thing doesn't have a chance, and now I'm just way more confident <laughs> over, over these. He's so honest, which is great. And he had some kinetic tape on, like, the lower part of each side of the ankle. I mean, he's not wearing, like, a brace, so I'm like, I think he just tweaked it. Right. Well, who, who knows what they're telling us, but. Yeah. If Tony Fiat can play with, like, that ankle, he had the master. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, okay. Jordo, Brooks, and P. Reed. All right. Well, I'm going DJ, Brooks, Rose. Okay. Yeah, I have Rose and Sung J.M. as my lower <laughs> my lower tier. Your lower tier? Yep. All right. And I've got the Adam Scotter as okay. lower tier. All right. Anything you'll add to the U.S. Open? I think we're good there. All right. Let's chit some NBA playoffs here. Let's do it. How's, got- how's it been looking for you? Not too shabby. My my squads are still in there. I mean, before it started, I I, I thought that the Jazz and uh, the Bucks would represent the East for the championship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, they actually play tonight. The Bucks. Yeah, I think shortly here. Um, uh, did you see they they said Harden's going to give it a go? Right, which is interesting um, because. Yeah, I mean, without him or Kyrie, that's problems. For sure. Because, I mean, you know, stating the obvious, but it's different than having, like, Durant out because Durant, obviously, is really good, but he doesn't make others around him really good. No. Because, you know, he doesn't create, Mm -mm. but Harden and Kyrie do. So getting them, you know, on or off the court makes a huge difference. Yeah, Harden's just such a a kind of a push off and and go and come back kind of guy. I just don't know how the hamstring, you know, it's going to, because he he needs that to get that space or go by you. So it's like, I'd be like, all right, I'm just getting up on your shot tonight. Let me see how much you can get by me. And if not, we'll have Giannis kind of come over and (laughs) And get that shit out of it. And help bat it. (laughs) Yeah, no, well, he'll know right away how it feels. Because, I mean, hamstrings are those things that are kind of weird where you're like, ah, it feels a little tight. I remember having that before, and I gave it a go, and I was like, three minutes in, I'm like, not happening. Yeah, I mean, this is something that's kind of nagged him last couple of years. I mean, even earlier in the season, he had this and missed 15 games. Yeah. And you stretch that out over how many days it was. It's probably like 25 days. Right. Or more. So, I mean, what, he missed three games, and he's supposed to be good to go? Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I mean, one thing that I've noticed that's so impressive about those three, and, and like people don't talk about very much, and you, besides people like Shaq and some of the you know centers, the the highest scoring guys, it's because of the you know you and I've talked about it's because of their free throw percentage. Mm-hmm. And I was checking them out because like when Durant and Harden and Kyrie go to the line, it's butter, yeah, al- almost every time. And so I looked it up. I'm like, for their careers, Durant. Is eighty eight percent Harden's eighty six and Kyrie's ninety two. Nice. I mean, when those guys get put on the line, it's ball game. And Harden lives there. I mm-hmm. mean, he, he usually leads the league around like eleven, twelve <laughs> attempts per game. And that was something they were saying in those games in Milwaukee. They they let him get a little more physical, and their their team you know attempts went down from something like twenty five per game down to thirteen. Right. So, you know, PJ was just up on Durant. Well, they thought this series was over, and my boy, the Greek, the freak, said, no, it's not. It wasn't looking good. No, it wasn't. But um, he's, he's, I mean, he's great, but main man, when they back off, he, he can't hit that. 
consistently. Well, no. I mean, he's still averaging 27 and 14. Yeah, he gets his numbers, but I'm just saying, they just like, go ahead, you know, hit that three, well, but He needs the supporting cast. Like, these guys that he have, I mean, come on. Chris not- Middleton and, and Drew Holiday, but I mean, they both paid them chips. I mean, and like, you know, they get it done in the regular season, but when it comes playoff time, I mean, th- those guys aren't really cutting it. I mean, he makes up for a lot of deficiencies. Yeah. I mean, it's just those become tough sells in terms of free agencies and stuff. It's like you have to pull it off in a trade or draft someone younger. Mm-hmm. And when you have, you know, you're winning the East, you're not getting that draft pick. Right. He's so legit, though. It's crazy how well he gets up and down the court for being as tall as he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even think he leaves the ground when he dunks. I mean, they, they pull their legs up to make it look better. Right, but it's he's so long. Oh, it, it showed. Uh, it showed. Brooke Lopez like was warming up, and he just got on the tippy toes to dunk it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like you know, watching it with when my wife would like watch like two minutes of a game. I'm like, you see that dude right there? He's he's the shortest on the court, right? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, he's six four. Mm-hmm. That shows you how tall the other guys are. Oh yeah, <laughs> land of the giants. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think tonight's game, you know, it's like minus two and a half right. for the Bucks. Yeah. I'm sure it maybe changed a little when Harden got announced. Well, I think it actually was up a little bit higher than that. It was like three and a half, and then it bounced back down when he was announced. Okay. But, yeah, I mean. Are you just picking a series winner here? And no, I got the series winner if I had to take tonight's, you know, but it doesn't matter because. You know, people aren't going to hear it in this in time. <laughs> no. But, yeah, no, I took the, the series. I still, even after they lost their first game, um, or no, it was before the series started, I got the Bucks at plus 170. Hmm. So we'll take her. Yeah. And it was looking bad there, but then uh, we're back in her at 2-2. Yeah. You know, and I like, I like Giannis. You know, it seems like he's kind of a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. I just would like to see. I don't really feel the guys on the nets that much. No, you kidding me? Especially Kyrie and Durant. I'd like to see them go down. Oh, Durant is giving me Christmas. And our boy DiCenzo went down on the Bucks. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hopefully the Bucks can get through this one. Yeah. What about the rest of the East? Philly blew it last uh, night. You know, Philly is not even worth talking about. No. They are garbage. Mm-hmm. I mean, the number one seed or whatever, but, I mean... The, you know, they have Joel, and that's it. Like, because Ben Simmons, you know, obviously he puts some numbers together and stuff. When it's crunch time, it's not happening. I mean, they were putting the – it wasn't too – like a couple of games ago, they were doing the hack-a-shack on Ben. Yeah, that's a problem. That's when, embarrassing. When your best guy – I mean, great defender, great at, like, you know, getting some boards and, and passing, but you got to be able to finish. And it was embarrassing. He looked like a fifth grader that yeah. they were, like, fouling on purpose, and he's like – rotten i don't know if this is going to go in or not clang <laughs> you know and he was hitting the one out of two and um the boys are like why are they doing that i'm like because he sucks at free throws yeah i mean they'll just they'll give him the one point down each trip you know so it's baffling when these guys don't make the, the throws like i mean luca was even struggling in that first series against <laughs> the clippers i know because just think how many free throws those guys have taken it's unbelievable how many yeah. practices yeah. since they've been growing up. So, yeah, that just shows you what the pressure does. But what really matters, and you can see it in these, is when the team's playing at home or not. Mm-hmm. Like, they, that's why they get so juiced in front of their crowd, understandably so. Um, but, like, when they go on the road and they've got to make the free throws, it's a problem for some of these guys. Big time. 
So anyway, um, I think it's kind of fun watching Trey Young in that. Um, if my boy Trey's listening, it's time to shave the dome. Though. Yeah. He needs to get rid of that payload. <laughs> the Knicks fans were riding him for mm-hmm. it. I mean, you know, nothing's wrong with losing your hair tray. Um, the, the thing is, is once you start losing it, the hair's got to go shorter, not longer. But anyway. Or, you know, you've got the dough in that off season. Go get that <laughs> robot thing where, where they take him from the back. and <laughs> Right. I mean, the Tom Brady. Exactly. Call up Tom Brady and ask him what he used. Or uh, what was his name? Big Ben Affleck, right? Yeah, Wes Welker went to Tom's Guide, some dude in Rhode Island. <laughs> Look it up, Trey. That's true. That's true. Trey, you got the chips. You can take care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that series, I mean, who cares? It doesn't matter because they're not going to make any noise after it. Now, the West, okay, now we got some action out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, these injuries make such a big swing. And then the home and road do, too, but... Little Mitchell tweaked to the ankle, and they just don't look the same. I know, which sucks because Donovan's a baller. I mean, he's a baller. My only question is, I, don't, I wonder why he wears number forty-five. <laughs> like, get rid of the four and have the five or something. But forty-five, we need a better number for a superstar. Uh, Mike J coming coming out of retirement with the baseball back for more. Yeah, that looked terrible too, even on MJ. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's a baller. And then, I mean, Chris Ball turning back the clock. Man, another guy don't love his personality and stuff, but, geez, he, he's bringing it. Well, and his free that. throws, too. He's always been money. But, yes, he is bringing it. And one thing, you know, he averaged 16 a game, and his last four games have been 37, 27, 17, 21. And the thing that people don't talk about or enough is his assist-to-turnover ratio. I mean, 10 to 1. 10, 10 assist, 1 turnover. Yeah, that's great. Which, you know, a lot of times they don't talk about that. Like even on, you know, the big networks and people are like, oh, this guy had an incredible game. And then I'll take a little gander at the TOs and it'll say like 7 with like 9 assists. Like that's not cutting it. Yeah. So Well, they want your, your Westbrook dips and stuff out of your guards. They, they don't really talk about some of these guys that just make solid passes. Right. So, you know, Chris is uh, – Chris is balling, and, um, you know, the Suns are balling. So. Yeah, I mean, dude, they smoked them in four. Yeah, that was a close one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, CP just gets him to win wherever he's been. You know, they were trying to tank last year in OKC, and they still got, you know, into the West playoffs in the bubble. I mean, when the Nugs can't even win one ball game. I mean, I understand you have injuries. Let's get one ball game. Yeah, you have the league MVP this year, and it's just not even close. Right. I mean, your home fans go, thanks a lot. We just dropped 300 a ticket. You <laughs> can't get us one W. <laughs> Mo Cheeks in the house. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I mean, I hope it comes down to the Jazz and the, the Suns. That'll be legit. It's looking that way. Well, now, nah, I mean, there's a long way to go in the Jazz one. Right, but Kyrie is supposed to be a little banged up. I mean, talk about, you know, it matters who's playing at home or not. Because the other team, like, they're in it, but you know they're not going to win it. Both those games on the on the home court, it was the home court that had the advantage big time. Yeah, I mean, you're down to three games left. They said Kyrie kind of twi- tweaked the knee a little last night. Oh, yeah. So... He's like, I'm good, but, you know, I don't know. Oh, you, you mean um, Kawhi. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, that's the knee that, you know, needs the quote-unquote load management. Mm. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm sticking, even at this point right now, if people go, who do you think is going to be in the NBA champ? I'm sticking with the with the Jazz and the Bucks. Yeah. 
I mean, if you had to pick right right now where you're at, who would you go with? It depends on, on Mitchell's health for me. I mean, I think the Suns are on a little hot streak here. I might lean their way. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's banged up and not able to put it together, I mean, yeah, that's right. But the Jazz are going to have home court. Um, right. And that place is rocking. Gobert is so tough down there. You know, he's such a good defender of the rim and helping. And then Joe Ingles. I mean, he reminds me of the dude... Uh, Woody Harrelson, white man can't jump. It just <laughs> looks like this scrubber that can't Billy play. Ho in the corner. <laughs> just looks like this scrubber that can't play at all. He doesn't move fluid. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of, but dude, don't leave him alone because <laughs> got it. <laughs> I can hear Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, he's just, well, that the penetration, you know, like on any of these teams, when these guys get past their dude, it's like corner, corner. It's just, they should hit those. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're in the NBA. I mean, Morris oh. Morris on the Clippers kept being left in the corner. He was on, made five in a row last night. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's another one that kind of seems like a snapper. Yeah. So, I don't know. That, the, the West final will be the the thing to watch next, though. Yeah. After this that Jazz will be clips. sweet. You have to give, uh, you know, when MJ used to win all these, you, you didn't know, like, how much they have to go through to win an NBA championship. you got to win a boatload of games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I you mean, know, and the way LeBron had it there for a while in the East, they were just all dog huh. crap. Right. So he kind of cruised through the East, and then whoever, you know, it was tougher when you got to some of the Warriors teams and stuff. But as a fan, it's like you literally have a, a game or two every night. It's legit. Yeah, it's great. I love, <laughs> I love how they space that out. And the fans are back in the house, so there's some more energy. Oh, yeah. The energy was huge. And the guys are feeling that, so that's always better. Right. All right, you got anything else to add to to betting wise to the NBA? I don't think so. I mean, one of the one of the cool things about the podcast is uh, some some old friends come out of the woodwork, and uh, some guys from Colorado touch base and said that they were listening. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Big uh, AK and Big Lewis out there in Colorado. What up? Yeah, used to run the streets in Boulder with you, homies. <laughs> well, you know, with with AK, it was funny because. You know, we were we were friends like when back when we were twelve, and I remember going to the park to play football. He lived next to this huge park, and I remember I you know you're not afraid of like playing tackle and you know hitting heads or anything like that. I used to always make sure there was no dog shit on the field, <laughs> and so that you have these weird memories. And then there's this time where I'm thinking back, I'm like, wow, remember when when AK was babysitting? And remember we're twelve, and I call him up, I'm like, hey, you want to play football? And he's like. Yeah, I'm babysitting for another hour. Come on over. It's three houses down. I'm like, all right. So I cruise over, and I walk in. He's got these two little twins that he's watching. So he and I haven't talked about this story yet. So this is, we'll see if he remembers it. And they were five, you know, and he was watching them. And I'm like, so what's going on here, dude? And he's like, well, I'm getting paid. He was getting paid like five bucks. It was like two fifty for two hours each hour. And who cares? I'm like, that's enough for us to get some candy and some video games. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, well, how's it going here? He's like, well, and he points to one of the little rugrats. He goes, well, he just shit behind the couch. Sweet. We were playing hide and go seek. And I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah. And then right about then, the mom gets home. And I'm like, all right, dude, well, I'll be outside waiting for you while you settle up here. So he comes out. And I'm like thinking, all right, let's go, uh, let's go hit the candy store here and play some vids. And uh, he goes, dude, you're not going to believe this. I go, why? He goes, I got paid. And he whips out his hand and he's got 
four dollars worth of bus tokens. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's like, looking him up, dude. She paid me in bus tokens. And I'm like, well, dude, I thought you were supposed to get a five. This is this is four bucks here. And he goes, and then she gave me this, and she cut out the box the back of a cereal box that said 99 cent Dairy Queen for free. Wow! So she, so she considered that coupon a dollar. Dude, sign me up for the next time she's got an opening. <laughs> so, AK, hope you get a kick out of that one. That was an incredible memory, buddy. Alright, good one to end on. That'll do it for uh, US Open and NBA playoffs. We'll come back at you guys probably for the, uh, the finals of the West and East and definitely NBA finals, but Sponsors for the episode are mybookie.ag. Enter the code BOLT and Chili's Bar and Grill. Always a good place for a little chow and a game. Find us on Instagram and Twitter. We always throw out some tips for games. It's at Bolt Brady Picks. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya.